Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. It's wedding season, and Joseph and I know a lot of really great friends who are recent, who recently got married, or who are getting married, or are preparing for marriage during their time of engagement. And it's so important when you're an engaged couple to plan for a wedding, yes, but also to remember to plan for your marriage. And even though I can tell you what our table decorations look like at Joseph and I's wedding reception, mostly because I have a good memory, I can also tell you that after our wedding day, those table decorations didn't matter. But what did matter was the work that Joseph and I put into preparing for the sacrament and living out our choice to love each other every day so far during the six months that we've had in our marriage. So this podcast episode is episode number seven, a letter to the woman preparing for marriage. And you're welcoming to the podcast, Sarah Lundgren, who is a Roman Huskies missionary at Northern Illinois University. She just graduated Um, with her degree in religious studies from the University of Dayton, and she's engaged to Kevin. And I met Sarah through a mutual friend, um, Lizzie, who is one of my little sister's really good friends, and we're really excited to welcome Sarah to the podcast to talk about um, her engagement and her love story. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm really, really excited to talk about um, me and Kevin. It's been a really exciting time, so I'm really glad I get to share it with you guys. It's so exciting. I was uh, talking to Sarah a little bit before we started recording and how Joseph and I have been married for six months on Friday. Um, and it has, which hasn't been very long at all. And it's really exciting to just go, go back and talk about engagement and like prepping for a wedding, but like also like prepping for a marriage and what that involves, like from like the Catholic perspective too. So I'm really pumped to chat about it. And like love is my favorite subject to talk about anyway. So this is just going to be a great time. (laughs) So Sarah, if we can just start out, can you tell us a little bit about your background and, and your story as a Catholic woman and also your love story and how you met your fiance? Yeah, sure. So, um, I am born and raised Catholic. Nice. Uh, my dad is a convert, which is really cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so he he ended up, like, studying himself into the Catholic faith, and that's really, like, made a big influence, like, on my family and everything. My mom was, um, she was raised Catholic, but she kind of reverted, like, when my dad went through RCA. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so grateful that my dad, like, you know, really implanted that in our family. And um, so, yeah, I've been going to Mass for as long as I can remember. Um, my first, like, encounter with the faith was when I was in, like, sixth grade, and I went to, like, a church camp. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I encountered Eucharistic Adoration, and that's when I was like, hmm, this Jesus guy, he seems like a pretty cool dude. So <laughs> I, I might it. as well, like, just try because, you know, all these people that I look up to and and stuff were giving these talks and I just really felt like a strong connection mm-hmm. with them and I was like yeah why not so that's basically like where my faith journey started when I was like when I was pretty young and, yeah um, sixth grade yeah it's really young that's awesome yeah yeah so I'm really blessed to have that and I was super involved in my youth group in high school I was like one of the girls that always stayed after like really really late youth group ended around nine but I'd stay talking until like 10 <laughs> people yeah and um no that followed me into college and I met some like really really awesome people mm-hmm. they helped me like dive into this group called Catholic Life mm-hmm. at the University of Dayton and that's like where I really really you know had to choose my faith because mm-hmm. um being away from home you know I wasn't really like forced to go to mass or anything like that but mm-hmm. it was like a conscious decision in that I definitely like wanted to make this a part of my identity and I didn't actually start as 
religious studies. I started a Spanish education. Nice. I just felt like a super huge call from the Lord to change my major and try to pursue a career in youth ministry. And that's actually how I met my fiance because um, he's a, he was a year older than me in school. Mm-hmm. And he was always a religious studies major. If I didn't change my major, I would have actually taken an education class instead of the class that I met him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That was really awesome. And God's, like, God's providence really worked there because I met him. I met Kevin, like, November of 2014. Okay. And we met at a rosary group. That's awesome. And Yeah, and I was like, it was really funny because um, he was, like, across the room and everything. He was, like, that cute guy that, you know, I was kind of nervous to talk to. And he told me later that he was, like, super nervous about, um, you know, giving me the sign of peace after we prayed oh. the rosary. He was like, he was like, there's this girl across the room, and if I like go out of my way, you know, that might be kind of weird. <laughs> so then, then I ended up adding him on Facebook a couple mm-hmm. days later. We reconnected in that class I mentioned. That's so cool. Because he, yeah, um, he asked me to study with him for mm-hmm. our first test. Nice. And it was really funny because I was asking like a bunch of my friends, you know, I'm like, he asked me to study, and I don't really know him. So, like, do you think that means that he wants me to, like, you know, study and get to know me? Or just... <laughs> just <that>? study? <laughs> <laughs> and all my, all my girlfriends were like, oh, yeah, he definitely wants to get to know you. Like, this is a perfect way to, you know, find an excuse to, you know, get to know you and stuff. Because you guys have a test coming up. Yeah. But and all my guy friends were like, he just wants to study, you know? <laughs> it just makes sense to study. So, I was just like, I don't know. So, I just, I went in there and... It was just so good and natural and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I felt definitely like the potentialness, I don't know how else to say it, of a relationship with him because mm-hmm. I was just so impressed by, like, his knowledge of the faith. He's mm-hmm. really smart um, and, like, his gentleness in trying to help me, you know, study for this test and even at the end of it, he... Um, bought me a cookie. So I was like, okay, definitely. <laughs> he bought quote-unquote dinner, so it's not a date, question mark. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, and after that, um, he kept asking me to hang out, and I was kind of, like, taken aback by how much he was pursuing me, mm-hmm. and that I didn't really have to try, t- you know, to fight for his attention, mm-hmm. or um you know, pine for him at all, like I had to in previous relationships. And so at first it was like, it was kind of hard for me to accept the fact that he really did like me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it feels like sometimes he might like me more than I like him. And I was really worried about that because mm-hmm. his pursuit of me was so like, so Christ-like and godly that I was like, oh my goodness, it was just like, it was refreshing and Mm -hmm. also a little bit alarming because I was not used to it. Yeah, yeah, especially in like today's culture, like where intentionality is so rare, especially in like romantic relationships, when you run across it, you're like, wait a second, like, it's been a long time since I've seen something like that, or I didn't know that something like this existed anymore. Yeah, seriously, and that was like another thing where I realized that he was probably pretty serious about me, and um... He actually asked me to be his girlfriend, like, 
after our first date. Aww. And I actually said no at first because I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't like, I don't know you that well. I mm-hmm. haven't hung out with you and your friends. Like I need to know you in a social setting, you know, yeah. like my brain, my brain was just like running like a million questions. And I was just like, um, let me get to know you first. And then, <laughs> and then he was like, he told me he went home and he was like, oh no, I totally blew it. Oh gosh, dang it. <laughs> and he was like, um, he was like, she's never going to want to hang out with me again. Mm-hmm. I totally jumped the gun. And then I was talking to my dad about it right afterwards. And I was like, I still like this guy. And I don't want him to think like that I'm not interested because I said no. Mm-hmm. But I, um, so my dad was like, you should just send him a text or call him and let him know how you feel. And so I sent him a text and I was like, or no, I called him, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm so flattered that you want me to be your girlfriend right now. And I just want you to know, like, I swear on my life that you did not ruin this. And, you know, I do like you, but I'm just trying to go slow. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, okay, okay. Um, he said he was so thankful for me for doing that. That's awesome. He realized that, like, you know, I didn't get scared up. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And just like your intentionality yeah. with him too, like from your side, like that it was a two way street where you wanted to be intentional with your feelings. And so did he. Like, yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. Cause I realized how genuine he was mm-hmm. and it was just, it felt different than other relationships that I was in. That's so neat. That yeah. Really cool. How long did you guys date before you got engaged? Um, we dated for about two years. Nice. And got engaged around the Easter vigil. That's so cool. That's awesome. I love it. I always love like hearing the stories of how people met and what those first dates are like and things like that. So thanks Mm -hmm. for sharing that. That's awesome. Um, You -hmm. had mentioned too that like Kevin was different than or like your relationship with him was different than previous relationships and it like took you aback with his intentionality. Did you have like not a list necessarily but just like some qualities that you were looking for in a spouse that you saw in Kevin? Um, you know, honestly, I was kind of looking for someone that this list, I think, is pretty naive of me when I was looking back. Mm -hmm. Like, I really wanted someone that was like the life of the party and can make everyone laugh and Mm -hmm. like really popular. And, um, it's not that Kevin isn't like that, but he's more like, he's more reserved and I guess like introverted. Mm -hmm. So it like, it took me a little bit to like open up to the fact that he didn't fit my list at first. And mm-hmm. of course, like I wanted a man that was Catholic yeah, and you know, someone that I could pray with and mm-hmm. go to mass with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But after a while, like after really falling for him, I realized that my list was, you know, kind of superficial in the personality wise. Mm-hmm. And it was really a, like a matter of letting God show me that he wanted this person to be, you know, the vessel by which he shows his love for me. That's so neat. Yeah. I think that it was kind of the same way when I met Joseph too, was like, I, I had a list of like, okay, you know, not necessarily like, said not like looks like, well, he has to be six foot five and I prefer yeah. blonde hair or anything like that. It wasn't <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, that, same. but it was like, like, yeah, like he makes me laugh or, you know, this is kind of his personality. And then when you get to know somebody and you have like 
vulnerability with them and they're showing intentionality it's amazing how you're like you know you didn't have like the list of qualities that like were like i'm not more superficial level but i really like appreciate the qualities that you do have and and like you have those you know core pillars that i've been looking for yeah yeah it was just so neat yeah he levels me out so much Mm -hmm. because i can be like you know really in my head and everything and he is so rational and um yeah, just like all those good things that, you know, keep me grounded. It's mm-hmm. really, this past two years have been like really healing for me because of that. That's awesome. Just like that complementarity yeah. in personalities, yeah. like in masculinity and femininity. That's so neat. Exactly. I love it. Was there a moment when you guys were dating that you were like, okay, this guy's the one. Like if he asks me to marry him, I'm totally in. Yes. Um, I think, I think might not have been like an exact moment Mm -hmm. I know that it was gradual and that he well there's like specific moments I remember over time where um like during the beginning of my junior year um well we were long distance over the summer Mm -hmm. so that was like right at the beginning of our relationship Mm -hmm. um so that was like that was kind of hard but going into the school year um, was a good time for us to like rebuild that um, mm-hmm. foundation, and so he would. I would work until like one in the morning at my desk job at school, mm-hmm. and so he would pick me up and take me home. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it was really really great. And then we would talk in the car until like two or two thirty in the morning, and um, more towards the end of it, like. I didn't work that shift the whole semester, mm-hmm. but more towards like the end of the semester, around the middle, I don't really remember. Um, we started talking like, you know, if if we had or like if we got married or like yeah, stuff like that because we both realized that you know we're in this to discern if we want to be with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I think after one conversation, we were both like, "Are we really talking about this?" Yeah. Are you seriously, like, you know, can we see each other really doing this? Mm-hmm. And it was, like, amazing. Um, and I think there was one moment, because my house my junior year had a balcony, mm-hmm. and so we would sit out there, and I think we were just talking about kids or yeah. something, and I realized, and it was, like, a really vulnerable moment, and I just realized I was like, yes. <laughs> it was just like I don't even know, you know, exactly what I was saying yes to. Yeah. Because I was just in my heart it just felt like yes. Yeah. There was that feeling of like peace. peace. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Well you mentioned the word like natural too. Like looking back on like Joseph and I's engagement, like in our relationship, it was just like that was a really good word to describe it. Like it felt natural that we were talking about, you know, marriage. It felt natural that we were talking about kids together and just like how just the whole relationship flows when there's like that aspect of peace yeah and at first um I think like I was dealing with really really bad anxiety around the time we were dating Mm -hmm. and that peace aspect was really getting to me because I was like my heart is so anxious Mm -hmm. and you know I'm having a hard time discerning and the peace came like when I really opened up my heart to like talk to him about this 
all this anxiety and he was so like patient with me mm-hmm. and I mentioned like his love for Christ like earlier and that's where the healing part came in because he helped me realize that like you know I needed to go to counseling I needed to get help all mm-hmm. that stuff mm-hmm. and even though my world was in like this like chaos of anxiety like he was like a rock to me and I think that's really important, especially like if you're in a brand new relationship and you're, you are anxious mm-hmm. about it. Like if this person helps guide you always back to the Lord, then you know that someone is like, has that marriage potential that you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, just like the concept of like transcendental third, like where God's the thing that like both of you are passionate about. And then yes. like you feed yeah. into each other and it's just like a triangle where it's like, okay, like I'm on one end of the triangle and he's on the other. And then God's at the center and we're pulling each other and pushing each other towards God. And that's the goal. Because like when you get married, like that's your responsibility. Like with your vocation is like to get that person to heaven. And so if you already have that foundation built from like your relationship then gosh you're like all for the better because you're already in the habit of like praying for each other and like pushing each other to be better and pushing each other towards christ which is so cool yeah exactly that's That's a beautiful way to put it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so now you're engaged you got engaged around easter vigil and planning a wedding is very hard work um and it's super easy at least it was for me it was really easy to just get wrapped up in those tiny little details because i'm a very like detail-oriented person And so it can also be easy to, like, focus on the wedding and not focus on the marriage. But in your engagement with Kevin, how have you guys kind of balanced out that marriage preparation and the wedding preparation? I think one of the ways that we've been really able to balance it out is that my parents have been, like, really involved and really helpful. And they've helped both of us, you know, stay, um, stay, like, organized Mm -hmm. and, um keep us grounded in that mm-hmm. and I realize like sometimes I'm like super annoyed because like you know there's so many details and I'm like oh, oh my gosh I just want to like marry you yes and that's something that like I'm like do I really need to have like this big party mm-hmm. and do I really need to? and I'm like I'm like yes but this is like something I've been dreaming about my whole life and I've been realizing little by little that like each of these details is for you know that ceremony Mm -hmm. and that like the ceremony is what you know launches us into our life together so it's like all of these even though they're little annoying things it's like every little thing counts yeah you know yeah to have you know to have all these people at the reception that you know love us and support us as a couple and want us to succeed and I know it's like really important to have those people in your life that really support you know my future marriage yeah it's just like I've been trying to keep that in my mind when I get annoyed by the details because I'm I'm not a detail oriented person. Uh-huh. That's why I talk about my parents because my mom is, mm-hmm. and so she's been super helpful in that. Um, you know, keeping me level headed. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah, and as far as as far as marriage prep goes, um, we've just been trying to take a lot of time to pray together. Mm-hmm. And also pray on our own. Yeah. And that's really important to us. And I'm really blessed to have a perpetual adoration chapel um, at my home parish. And so I've been trying to go there and um, pretty frequently. And he works 
in a building where they do have a chapel. So that's he's awesome. Been able to, yeah, he's been able to like go, um, make visits to Jesus and stuff like that. That's so neat. And, I remember when we were planning the wedding and yeah, it got to that point where it's just like, I just want to marry you. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care what our, what our table decorations look like. I could care less about like what kind of food we have at the reception. Like, I just, I just want to get married. And just like that, um, there was like a couple times where I'm like, um, we could just elope. Like, are you doing anything this weekend? I'm not doing anything this weekend. Do you want to go get married this weekend? <laughs> like eventually be like, okay, I have to stop mentioning that because I'm going to want to do it more <laughs> than I need to be. I've literally said that so many times. <laughs> but yeah, but like, you're right. Like there is something to be said about like getting through something that's like, it may not be the most fun at sometimes, like, um, planning the reception, but at the same time, it's like, this is something we get to do together. And if we can do this together and it's something that's challenging, like what a better practice can you have for marriage? Cause you know, like planning your reception is like, yeah, not going to be the only hard thing that you have to do. And so just like being able to set out that that foundation and like stay as a team through that is super, um, great marriage prep in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so true. Yeah. And I think, like, another thing that was important to keep in mind for us that we constantly had to, like, remind ourselves because we would forget was, like, it's good to put just as much time into preparing for marriage as it is prepare for a wedding. Because, like, a wedding is beautiful. And, like you said, there's so much, like, the community that helped you as a couple is gathered around you. And you're going to vow right to your fiancé, like, I'm going to love you for, like... I'm, I'm vowing to love you in good times and in bad and sickness and in health. And then also though, like the wedding's done and then it's just like Christmas or it's just like, oh, what do I do with my time? Like, I don't even need <laughs> interest anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so then it's just like, okay, like then, then a marriage starts. And so there was a couple of times where Joseph and I were like, okay, like today we're not going to talk about the wedding. Like if, if it's causing too much stress, like let's just talk about our marriage. Like What's it going to look like when, you know, what what are the chores going to look like around our house? Or how are we going to handle conflict? Or what are we going to do when Chloe <laughs> pulls a bratty temper and, like, stuff like that? And so, <laughs> like, just being That's able to, tough. yeah, and, like, to focus just on equal parts of that, too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What is, are you guys doing marriage prep through the church that you're getting married in? Yeah, so, um, I'm going to be working at a Newman Center at NIU. Northern Illinois University. Nice. And so we're getting married at my home parish, St. Thomas. And one of the priests at my Newman Center, that's going to be my boss, he's doing our marriage prep. And then he's going to be at my home parish to do the wedding. Nice. So I'll, like, be working with him, you know, at Newman. But also he's going to be preparing my fiancé and I to get married. So that's really exciting. That's so Um, cool. I think we're starting – we haven't started, like, the exact, like – meetings yet Mm because um we've been pretty busy this summer Mm -hmm. but we're gonna start them soon I'm really excited about that and I've been reading um I've been reading Three to Get Married by Fulton Sheen yes and it's amazing yes highly recommend very much so that one is a really I had a friend recommend that one when we had just gotten engaged and I had read snippets of it and it was just like this is great like what a way to focus like your like preparation on the fact that like you're entering into a sacrament with God yeah um, another really good book um, that we had read towards the end of our engagement. Like, I think we started the, su- let's see, we got married in January and we started reading it like at the, in the end of the summer before we got married. <laughs> and it was Holy Sex by Dr. Greg Popcheck. And mm-hmm. um, it had been recommended from a marriage blog that I had read. And it's like, 
it's a book that we can't like we we've been married six months and I just pulled it out today just like a refresh on things so like that's a really good one too yeah I've heard a bunch of good stuff about that one yeah it's really good so I've really enjoyed that one and now like we love it enough that we like we give it to people who we know who are getting married like hey like this has really helped us like if you can pull anything from it that's it's a really really good resource so that that one comes highly recommended yeah thank you definitely have to look into that yeah for sure um, this kind of go back into what you're talking about when you were talking about preparing for a marriage. How has your, and you guys were long distance too, but when you were dating, yeah. but how has your prayer life transitioned through your relationship? Like, does it look different now than when you were dating? Like before we, before we started dating, there was a lot of anxiety and like, I don't know what my vocation is. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we started dating, it was like kind of, it was like the discernment of like, is this the right person for me? Yeah. And you know, how is he loving me the way Jesus loves me mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it was like, it was still a little bit of searching and that like, I still wasn't sure, mm-hmm. you know, if this, um, you know, was what I was supposed to do. But then, um, when we got engaged, it was like a moment of like, this is what I'm going to be doing like for the rest of my life. This is finally what I've been searching for. I even remember talking to my youth minister and being like, I don't even know, you know, how I'm supposed to get married. You know, don't you like, don't you like get annoyed by the person all the time? Like, (laughs) how am I supposed to find someone that's not going to annoy me all All the time? time. (laughs) (laughs) When I met Kevin, all of the, because, well, my youth minister said, he was like, when you meet that person, it will make sense. And so that kind of stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. And as me and Kevin's relationship progressed, I realized I was like, this is what my youth minister was talking about. Mm-hmm. The element in my prayer came back in that um, I was filled with a lot of peace because um, it's to someone I really, really, really love. Mm-hmm. And I finally had peace in the fact that like, I had a physical sign that I am doing this. I am going to get married. Mm-hmm. It opened up my heart to like a lot of rest. Mm-hmm. In the Lord, because I was just like, this is good. And yeah, there's just more peace now. And that, like, when an anxious thought comes into my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what if this isn't what I'm supposed to do? I just, I just am now more easily able to shoot away mm-hmm. because, yeah, um, I know in my head that, like, every thought, you know, that's geared towards building up our relationship is from the Lord because He wants us to get married and He wants us to enter this sacrament. And he's going to give me the graces to be able to love Kevin better, no matter what. So it's been good. Yeah. Yeah, The past three months have been really good. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that peace, like, that surrounds it is huge, too, where it's, like, there's not an anxiety. Like, there's a, you know, that calmness that, like, yep, this is right where God wants me to be kind of Mm -hmm. is definitely a huge indicator, too. For sure. For sure. That's so neat. What are some topics that, from the couple months that you guys have been engaged, like what are topics that you guys have discussed that have helped you prepare better for marriage? Or do you have any recommendations for like couples who are listening who just got engaged about topics that they should talk about before um, that wedding day comes? Mm -hmm. I think one of the most important things that we really didn't talk about when we were engaged or before we were engaged Mm -hmm. is like financial things. Yes. Because you're like, you're going through life and you're like, la-di-da, this is so fun. But then, like, 
when rubber hits the road, you know, you have to like, you're going to have to be able to make financial decisions. Mm-hmm. And there was even a moment the other day where I was like, this stuff isn't fun. And like, I, but I'm like, this is so hard. Mm-hmm. Like how, how do I even know like what kind of insurance we need yep. or like, you know, what's okay. going to happen and stuff when we get married, all those like details. Mm-hmm. And my parents have been super helpful in, you know, trying to like, be open about asking like any financial questions and things like that. And I say my parents a lot because, um, Kevin moved here from Ohio Uh and so we're just around. Yeah. Um, my parents mostly. So yeah, I think that's something I would really recommend is trying to like, you know, get out of your head of the, like, you know, your head's in the clouds of like, oh my gosh, I just got engaged. But also like that means more responsibility in that, you know, once you get married, you know, you're not floundering for, you know, what am I doing financially? And also, um, we've also been talking a lot about how we want to raise our children Mm -hmm. and kind of like our goals and being parents and, you know, how we want to um, be be like with them yeah and that was that's a thing that's been coming up more now that we're engaged versus when you're dating just, like the dating phase yeah. yeah yeah and that's such a like good point of transition too because like you're getting ready to like enter into marriage together and and be open to life and like you're married and so yeah those are definitely like a really good topics to cover during an engagement for sure yeah for sure yeah i remember in our marital counseling um which was also through a Newman Center in Manhattan, Kansas, they really talked a lot about the family of origin and, like, how um, decisions that your parents have made um, how can, like, affect you and your marriage and, like, what do you want to bring in that you've seen, like, in your parents' marriages and how do you think that those decisions will affect, like, things that you decide as a married couple. And that was really good, too, just to be able to trace back, like, okay, I know why I'm making this decision. Like, I grew up, you know, this is what my mom and dad did, and that makes sense. And, like, it's like that's normal for me, but that may not be, like, normal for my spouse. And so being able to explain that was, like, a really good thing to talk through, too. Yeah, for sure. Which was really good. There's a lot to delve into. And, like, marriage – I love marriage prep, and I love the fact that, like, that's something that, that you guys are doing, too, because it just brings – like, for our marriage prep, it was, like – We've talked about these subjects, like, because we, like, an intentional relationship had brought up those conversations, but, like, we hadn't really dived into them, like, super in-depth. And so marriage counseling and, um, and, yeah, marriage prep was really good just to dig deeper into those subjects. So that was really good. I know. I'm really excited because I, I just want to be able to, like, talk about all these things with him, but I feel like sometimes I get overwhelmed in that I don't know what exactly we still, we, like, need to talk about. So yeah. I'm looking forward to when we start our marriage prep. Like, I think we're starting within the next couple weeks. Super soon, then. So, yeah, that's something I'm really looking forward to and being able to be, like, totally open with him about, um, you know, expectations and whatnot. Yeah, expectations were huge, too. Like, just so you know, like okay, this is kind of what you're expecting from marriage, and that may be different from my expectation, but now that, you know, we both vocalize those, and it's not just, like, a um, an assumption, like, it's so much easier to talk through because you get them out of your head and, like, onto paper in a conversation, and, yeah, it's much easier to, easier to discuss, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 
what do you think has been the most helpful piece of marriage advice that someone's given you either during your engagement or when you were dating um, or even before you started dating? I was talking to uh, this man I met through my Newman Center Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and he's been married for like 50-something years, and I asked him that question, Mm -hmm. and he was like, he was like, it's never a one-person job. Like, you can try as hard as you can um, to love this person, but you need to make sure that you guys are always both on the same page Mm -hmm. and that, you know, realizing that it's both of you guys as a team and not just, like, one person trying to hold the marriage. He was like, that's what I've realized over my 50 years of marriage is that, you know, we both need to be loving each other Mm -hmm. and... You know, I don't know what our marriage is going to hold, but, mm-hmm. like, I just want to be able to know that, like, we will be a team. And mm-hmm. we already feel like a team. Yep. And I want that to be, like, really prevalent yeah. in our marriage above all else. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. that's. I remember when I was talking to my mom after I had gotten engaged, um, we got engaged over spring break, our senior year of, of college, and... She was telling me that when she had got married, and they've been, my parents have been married for 20, let's see, three years. Um, and the, she was saying that her best friend's dad had, had asked my dad, like, do you love Mary, my mom? Like, do you, do you love her? And my dad's like, yeah, of course I love her. He's like, okay, do you like her? And he was like, what do you mean, do mm-hmm. I like her? Like, I love her. He's like, no, like, do you like her? Because there's going to be days when, like, that emotion of love isn't there because they chew their cereal really loud or they didn't put their laundry away or the door to the car was like unlocked or like the car battery died or something like really small. And then it's going to have to be like, okay, I like this person. Like I'm choosing to love them. Like even in times where it's like, yeah, not the easiest. You're like, oh, love was not the first thing that came to my mind like at all. But it's just like that realization that like love is a choice and like there will be some days where you have to, like, the choice is a little bit harder than the others. But if you continue to choose that, like, good and bad, sickness and health, then, yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Through your engagement, how do you live out the feminine genius, like, in your everyday ordinary life as a fiancé now? It's mostly in that, like, I realize that I am loved. Mm-hmm. And Kevin does such a good job of that, of reminding me, not, expl- not like, explicitly all the time, but that, like, I am so loved by God the Father, mm-hmm. and, like, it's through Kevin's love that I'm realizing that, mm-hmm. and that's what I mean by healing, and so, like, it's been easier for me to be more confident and set in the fact that, like, I know that I'm loved, and so it's easier for me to bring God's love to other people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through my femininity. And that feeling confident in that has been really good for me and something that makes me excited to be a missionary this upcoming year because um, one of my teammates, she did this last year, so she's doing it the second year. Mm -hmm. She was saying, like, oh, it's going to be so great for the students to be able to see, like, to witness your guys' relationship. Yes. Um, To, you know, see you guys as a couple. And it's making me feel, like, really convicted, you know, in myself and that, like, I know what I'm doing. And it's, like, you know, of course there's, like, 
little moments of confusion and all that stuff. But yeah, all like in myself, it seems like there's a sense of peace and that I'll be able to like guide my students and trying to like understand and discern what God's will is for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll be discipling other women. Yeah. I'm just like really, really excited to be able to like share that with them. Yeah. And share what I have gone through in my discernment and um, like, especially in my identity right now as a fiance. That's so. I love it. I love how like your receptivity to like, not only like God's love, for you as like his child but also like Kevin's love for you as his fiance has been able to like turn into like receptivity for like God to work in your life in other areas too like being open yeah. to him like working through you um on campus too that's really neat to see how those all like everything's connected like that's so beautiful yeah, for sure and that's when you say everything's connected that's another reason why I feel like you know I, another reason why I feel convicted that this is my vocation because mm-hmm. everything just like is like is piecing together yep and I can really see God's hand in that because like in carrying Kevin with me in my heart it's also feels like I'm carrying God I'm like carrying the Lord in me too because like when we get married Kevin's gonna be like my sacrament our marriage is gonna be a sacrament so like yeah it's preparing me to like be an image, I guess, of God to these people. So yeah, that's so neat. And how like your reflection of like Christ's love in your relationship too, and that makes sense. That like it's the opposite way too, where like mm-hmm. you're seeing Christ in Kevin and vice versa, which is really neat. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love it. Um, just as like a last couple parting remarks, if people who are listening are discerning marriage in a relationship, or feel that they'll be called, you know, eventually to marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, in their vocation, do you have any resources that you would give them for discernment, like books or great organizations or websites that you've really found helpful? I would say, first of all, like have good, holy friends yes. that know you and love you because they can tell, if, say, if you're dating some guy that's not good for you, they'll be able to tell like and tell you, like, you seem like you're not happy mm-hmm. and you know, you don't seem like yourself or vice versa. They'll be able to tell you like, this guy seems really good for you. It seems like, like really good, serious. And that was something really important to me in college. Mm -hmm. um, I had really, really good friends that helped me. And they definitely guided me through my discernment and helping me realize that Kevin was the one for me. And also, um, I know Catholic Match is like a dating website, but mm-hmm. there's like a lot of really, really good articles about engagement. Yes. And so I would definitely recommend like going through their blog, reading that. Um, and also like spending a lot of time in prayer. Yes. It's so, so important and realizing like who you are as a woman, like before anything else, mm-hmm. is so important because like that's who you're created to be. You were created to be God's daughter before you were created to be like before I was created to be Kevin's wife. And so like knowing who I am, um, and maybe reading some books, like I know, um, I don't have any specifically off the top of my head. It's just like about femininity. And I love, um, John Paul II's letter to women. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 
So that's like my favorite encyclical letter ever. So that's a really awesome. Yeah, just being happy in who you are mm-hmm. is so important when it comes to being in a relationship. Because if you're not happy with who you are, then a lot of other things will be a lot harder. Yeah, or like you'll look for that fulfillment in who you're dating. Yes, exactly. Yeah, when like that should, like you said, like that should be filled like with God. So mm-hmm. like making sure that you're full up and like in a beautiful relationship with God before that relationship mm-hmm. with a human being so that you're not making that other person into like, or wanting them to fulfill the things that God should be filling in your heart. Yes. That's so true. I love that. I love the advice that you gave about friends too. Like that's so true. And just being vulnerable with your relationships with women and so that they know like what you're going through and where you're at in your relationship with Christ or what you're struggling with in your daily life. So that when someone is in your life in like a romantic relationship, they're able to like see and pinpoint like, okay, this is good. This is not so great. And like be honest with you when you have that accountability. That's so great. I love it. I love it. How many, do you have a countdown going for the wedding then? How many days are you guys out from? Yes, um, I have an app. And <laughs> so did I. I think it's like, it's called Wedding Wire. Yep. I don't know if you have the same app. Yep, we use that but, one for our wedding too. Yep. Oh, awesome. It's like, it says 304 days. You are close. So I'm married. 304 days. <laughs> Less than a year. Well, now I will be married. <laughs> That's and so I exciting. can't wait. That's so exciting. Well, thanks so much for coming on here and sharing your story. Know that we're praying for you and Kevin as you guys start marriage prep and start preparing for your sacrament. And yeah, thanks for coming on and sharing how you live out the feminine genius in uh, your life as a fiance. Yes, this is really great. I love being able to share with people. And people sometimes make fun of me because all I want to do is talk about my fiance. So I'm really glad that I had this opportunity. (laughs) Now you can just share this podcast with them. Like, here, just listen to this. It explains everything. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode can be found at my blog on oldfashionedgirlblog.com. There you're going to be able to find links about the blogs that Sarah mentioned here, as well as a post that Joseph and I wrote together while we were dating about praying together as a couple. There's also some links to books that both Sarah and I talked about. Um, I also included some information about a book called True Love Dates which talks about being confident in your relationship with yourself and with God and with others, which is something that Sarah mentioned towards the end of the podcast. If you just listen to this podcast and you're not in a relationship right now, but you feel God is calling you towards marriage eventually, or maybe everyone around you is engaged and married and you're working on rejoicing with your friends and being content with the work that God is doing in your life, don't worry. An episode is in the works for you as well. And if you're already married, you're done with the wedding planning, an episode is planned for you too. If you're looking for another podcast um, on marriage and the feminine genius, please send me an email at chloe.langer at gmail.com and send your ideas my way. If you have a few minutes, please take time to rate the podcast on iTunes so that it's easier for others to find. And that's all I have for right now. So I'll see you next episode. And until then, be not afraid.